Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of the Content Cube. I'm Brian Woods. I'm Jake Mosier. No, oh, no, me? we went over this. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was hey, uh... Run it back. Bong Hive Activate. Welcome to episode 10 of the Content Cube. I'm Brian Woods. I'm Jake Mosier. And I'm Zach Cohenstein. And first guest of the Content Cube, uh... Re- reboot first guest of the content cube really francisco melendez hello how are y'all we're uh you know it is it's 11 that was, that was it brian cool. now they don't know how you sound brian, different brian just gave a giant middle finger to megan rubenstein <laughs> no, well that's not true because also a big middle finger to past self francisco <laughs> who sat in the corner quietly drinking a slushie he was a literal guest john messer also a guest here's the thing um, though i say first real guest because i thought we were all fucking agreeing that the first 10 or so episodes of the content cube didn't happen. Megan Rubenstein, if you're listening, you're a real guest in our hearts. I mean, you're a real heart. Don't put me in that group. Let me, allow me to talk for a second. Cause I can only imagine how confused most people are listening to this right now who aren't Megan Rubenstein. I just can't imagine we have it. Actually, you know, you're right. Okay. Um, we actually, I'm sure we, we detailed this in the first episode, but if you're picking up on this since the first episode, we actually had the content cube last year, like 20, like eight, like last school year. I mean, and we just put the episodes on YouTube because we didn't have a, like a Spotify thing. E23 wouldn't. Guests on. There we was had... a corporate hold on us. Yeah, E23 wouldn't let me put it on an RSS. We were not feed. our own entity. Yeah, and now we are. And I could not think. We couldn't think of a better name as Collective. Content Cube was still a good name. I'll be telling you, I I'm reading a lot of books for my Stratcom classes that tells you what you should do for a name. And all this stuff. Do we check the boxes? No, we check none of the boxes. <laughs> Fucking no. Okay. But content because cube... of that, we're unique. No, Content Cube is a perfect name. We forge our own path. Francis, we, did... we got one box, alliteration. Good. Francisco, what do you think I of the name? I do like alliteration. Okay, first of all, think about it. When you think of a cube, what are you thinking? A GameCube, that's old. It's gone now. When you think of the present, the future, we want content. Ask anyone working on a streaming service. Boom. Content Cube. Wow. This is great. Yeah. You that. still proved no link between the yeah. cube and the content. Yeah. I thought you were I thought you were being Sorry, negative. Dave, we're it. short on time. I don't know if we <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh yeah, so I guess Oscars just happened. You know, I personally, in retrospect, might have been a mistake to record after the Oscars. I mean I think if we had said anything about the Oscars Oscars recording before it would have been kind of stupid to post the episode. We, yeah, you're right. I mean, we probably also could have talked you into making that bet. I, where uh, it's true. I also didn't I want guess. to talk about Birds of Prey for an hour. I so. didn't either. You know, guys, Oscars happens. Uh, Parasite won. Parasite and uh, Bong Ho won a lot of stuff. Hey, you know who saw that coming? No, you didn't. You it didn't was, bet. You no, didn't see it, was, it coming. It was me who saw that coming. I was wrong about a few other smaller bets I was going to make on this betting website for the Oscars. Just a little background really quick. I watched Uncut Gems last night, and I woke up this morning wanting to make some bets Yeah, I don't. Oscars. You know, spoilers for Uncut Gems real quick. No, 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 no. No, just skip forward 15 seconds. Just 15 seconds, I mean. No, we can't. We can't. Okay, but it's such an awkward little skip over. No, it's fine. The little theme of the movie is... Gambling, gambling perhaps not the best thing <laughs> okay. in the world. Okay, I thought you were about to like, talk about the ending of the movie. Yeah. yeah, no, we will not discuss the ending. Okay, no spoilers for Uncut Gems. Obviously, you know from the trailer that gambling can cause problems. All yeah. Right. Um, it is a movie The message I happen. took away from it was gambling is fun. Gambling, <laughs> why would he not do it? Why would he be doing it if it wasn't fun? 
Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to bet on the Oscars. And I had like looked at the categories and the odds and stuff. And I, two of the ones I was going to bet big on. And when I say bet big, for me, my money, that's like $15 per category. Um, and they were best director and best picture. And I would have stood to one $120 if I hadn't pussied out while writing my credit card info into this online betting website. Do we trust this online betting website? No, here's the thing. I would I, have. A source close to me uses this website, and he has not been burned by it before. Okay, but to be fair, at the same time, it is a gambling website, so it's kind of like cigarettes, you know? Even the ones you trust. Well, I, I think guess this... I didn't do anything illegal, so I can say this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is illegal. Yeah, yeah. officers. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't do it. So... He didn't do it. Yeah. And I think I didn't do it because my moral compass told me it's illegal. Yeah. I shouldn't do it. It wasn't the loss of money. Even though I know Parasite is going to win these two awards and I'm going to make upwards of $120. And I mean, everyone was cheering when Parasite won Best Picture. And I was like, I was just like, if only your moral compass wasn't uh, so strong. So betting aside, <laughs> this was a great night. Yeah, I like it's lack of betting aside. I have. I am a. This is a, a slight side note. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. Haven't been the Super Bowl in a hot minute, so I haven't had anything huge to cheer for. <laughs> this was my Super Bowl. Seeing Parasite won, got up, cheered. Everyone was high fiving, giving hugs. Great time. Screaming bong hive. You just made it sound so it was, much, so nerdy in my not nah, dude. I don't I care. It, I had fun. I we it. hosted up. We host a podcast called the Content Cube, which is like. I think everyone who listens knows we're thinks we're pretty cool guys. We yeah, got I guess the illusion we did. of being pretty cool and hip, hip to the game. But now we. Uh, I watched the XFL today. I'm cool as fuck. It's yeah. okay. Two um, fucking passes in that game. <laughs> Two. You can yeah. pass twice. Battlehawks won. It's a quick side note. Battlehawks one and zero, baby. But. Other Oscars, uh, Boom, uh, Parasite didn't just win Best Picture. He took home Tide um, for the most ever wins for one person in one night with Walt Disney with four wins. He won uh, Original Screenplay Best Director, uh, Foreign Film, and Best Picture. And just a, it was just a very happy night. He's such a, just a cute man. Yeah. His speeches are very sweet. Very cool guy. Yeah. I really want to watch Snowpiercer, his first movie, like the one with, or the yeah. first, like the big other one. big movie he has, I mean, with Chris Evans. Yeah, no, he's done so many, like, uh, I was watching all these video essays about Parasite, and they were talking about, like, Snowpiercer, but also Okja, and the Korean film he made, like, before Snowpiercer, and they all look, honestly, pretty amazing, like, even his first feature looks, like, way better than some of the nominees tonight. He's pretty damn successful, yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty much solid night, like, I thought I'd come in with more to say, uh, because I'd be more disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> or I just wouldn't have anything to say. Yeah. But basically all I have to say is that Bong Ho won pretty much everything he was nominated for, right? Parasite aside, the <laughs> night went exactly as planned. Yes, yeah. exactly like, how I hoped, I, not as we, I planned. We did a prediction as a group, and uh, I don't know if you guys checked yours. I checked mine. I got 22 predictions right. I didn't check mine. So I think the only ones I missed were the ones where I wasn't super confident in Parasite. And then... You know what? I actually think I might have went back and went to 1917 Best Picture in the predictions, even though I even wrote down in my bets. I have a whole bet log that I sent to my thing that I've had Parasite winning, like, all of it. I mean, I thought 1917 was going to win. Not because I wanted it I like 1917 a lot. It's a great movie. Hey, guys, I saw it. It's good. (laughs) Honestly, I just... Like, like I I think I said last time, just a lot of these Best Picture movies, I, like, really loved, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of them. There was only two or three that I would have been not excited to see win. So I agree. I was, it was probably a pretty not the good same year. two or three, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, probably just one of them I know is in yours yeah. that I love. I mean, but. across the table, like, was anyone here really hoping 
the J movie would win. That you refuse to say Joker. I was. I'll. I'll say its fucking name, Joker. <laughs> um, it, I would that have. That to me. I didn't want it to win. It was in my category of things I wouldn't have been excited about. But the discourse would have been fun. Oh yeah. As no. someone oh, who dude. don't the doesn't world. really care, film Twitter would have been set ablaze. Oh no, between that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I would have taken Joker on any day on my deathbed. I would have voted for Joker. In that situation. Okay, I don't know why guys. you're so strongly against Once Upon a Time. I don't get it. I just don't get the hate. I'm not against... It. Like I, I, We've talked about it before. Uh, not a huge Jojo Rabbit fan. But I'm not in this, like... If it won, I wouldn't... I, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to kill anyone. I don't... I don't get the hate, Francisco. And, like, especially for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I don't get it. I mean, my... Like, we would be here three hours if I went into it. But just to be as brief as possible... The uh, Quentin Tarantino kind of just like wanks all over an old Hollywood that I do not admire, basically. So, you know, f- for people who love that kind of Hollywood and seeing like uh, that kind of aesthetic and Brad Pitt's aesthetic and seeing Cher- hell yeah, Cher- shirtless stuff. Brad Pitt aesthetic, my <laughs> favorite. He's aesthetic. a hot guy, but like he, you know, I rather see him shirtless like anywhere else, like in Ad Astra. I don't know if he's shirtless there, but go go watch Ad Astra. Better movie. See, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as my boy Quentin recommended. He called me up and said, Brian, you should watch it on an airplane and have it get interrupted by a pilot uh, announcement. And that's how I watched it. And I came away. I'm like, that was pretty good. I I like that quite a bit. And then I saw that it was nominated for literally anything. And I was like, why? (laughs) Like, I don't know why it was really not like it's not good. It's not in the it's it's not incredible. Contradictory. No, I, I meant it's not incredible. It's not incredible. It doesn't really fit the format of general Oscar stuff. It, it does in the sense that it's... It's a Quentin movie. But it's yeah. by Quentin. It's a Quentin movie, and it's about Hollywood. And, yeah, I have a theory that if anyone else had made this movie, it would not have been nominated. I disagree. It's a, it's a movie about old Hollywood. It would have gotten nominated. Here's You're the, actually here's right. The thing. You know what other movie about Hollywood was made this year? Honey Boy, and I feel like that one did kind of like a lot. That is a much different movie about Hollywood. (laughs) But but they love seeing stories about like someone who like struggles in Hollywood, but in the end they stick through it. And like the main character in that movie, who's like Baby Shia LaBeouf's spoilers, I guess. Um, Not really spoilers. Just the plot of the movie. Yeah. Um, Baby Shia, like you know, he like struggles with Hollywood, but he sticks through it, and he's constantly talking about like. Wow, Dad, I really love the beauty of like acting and stuff. <laughs> but so, like, the issue with that movie is like every other movie that doesn't get nominated, it's just too small. And I'm saying like a movie made at that scale, whether it was Quentin or not, true, it was the love of Hollywood that I think got it nominated in Tarantino. I mean, like t- the I thought it was a cool little look. And I like the movie a lot. I, I thought cool. the, the production like really absorbs you into that time, yeah, like, more so than a lot of other historical movies. Like mm-hmm. it, the detail was so like impressive. Like I saw with my dad, and my dad like was like like he's like everything about that was so dead on. I think like, if like because the Oscars max out at ten movies for best picture of movies that realistically could have been nominated, it would have been in my ten to be nominated. Yeah. It would be towards the back end of the ten, but it would have been in there. No, yeah, realistically, like I remember, like people were debating, like um, you know, what's definitely gonna get nominated, and people were like, oh, I think. The Irishman is the most likely, and other people were once upon a time. But to me, it's like, dude, they were both going to get nominated always. Like, there's no reality where those two were not going to be in the nominees, at least. Yeah, like, even if Irishman was, like, a terrible film, but still, like, 
they're making Robert De Niro young again. <laughs> like, I, feel really I feel like that. The Irishman falls into the camp that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood falls for you guys in that if Scorsese's taken off that name, I don't think that movie gets nominated. Well, here's the yeah. thing. I feel like legitimately Scorsese's expertise and knowledge of the gangster movie adds so much to that movie where like I don't really trust that many directors to like handle this subject matter well like I feel like any other director they would have just been like wait I can make a gangster movie gee whiz I'm just gonna like be so cool about it they're gonna be shooting guys I mean even like the the same identical movie you just remove the name off and I don't think that movie would have been nominated I love my favorite part about the Irishman was just like any character you meet it just immediately tells you what happened to him in real life that is a good this is just not a profession you want to be in I think I think what we're doing right now really speaks to how good the night went uh, yeah. for our personal taste because it's like which movie do you think deserved to lose more? We're just trying to throw things <laughs> yeah, off the like nominations. All the stuff, pretty much the stuff that we wanted to win won. At least yeah. I'll say it right now, my least favorite of the nine was Ford vs Ferrari, and I liked it. I just wait even more than Joker. I enjoyed Joker way more than Ford vs Ferrari. Really? But you, just, you're Ford upset v- that it won sound things. I didn't care. No, I'm sure it was sound mixing. <laughs> there was not any point in that movie where I was like. That sound mixing was bad. <laughs> I was like, you know, yeah, it felt like a race. Good job. I'm sure that's really hard. If no, Zach is going to critique my movie, now I have to critique his movie. Gonna, I don't oh. think Jojo Rabbit deserved adapted screenplay. The win, fine, it can be nominated. What a perfect I don't think it deserved satire the that was best. Funny and I don't. And I don't think. Don't interrupt each other. <laughs> I don't think the movie is that funny. It sounded like he was done. <laughs> don't think the movie is that funny. Um, I think it is two movies in one. It is two separate movies. The, there is no blend. There is no blend oh, of comedy and drama. I would disagree. Oh, I, I, would I thought the blending was perfect. There is one movie, and then there is another movie. There's like I could probably find a point in the movie and stop it, and then show the second half, and they no guess that it was a comedy in the first half. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, <laughs> funny parts in the... And there's, yeah, there it's, are, got there, it's got heart. I, oh, I won't disagree with that. It. it does have heart throughout the whole thing. I won't disagree. Every with that. movie and with the, a kid has heart. The kids are the kid. The two kids. I could think of amazing something. are great. The two kids are great. I won't deny that. I, I would agree. I would argue that like the movie switching is kind of intentional because it's like from a kid's point of view. So like the kids world waking up. Yeah, Here, okay. it shifts so drastically. Here. Like I'm, I can see. I'm ready. I can see kind of the point where like they could have found a more comedic way of like him getting to the real world. But I felt like um, the movie so expertly separated the real Hitler Germany from the fictional one in his head that any moment it switched to drama, I saw it as, a, you know, that switch in genre made it all the better than if they had just made it comedy in the real okay. world. Okay, here's the thing. Here we go. I'm not going to disagree with what you said, but... Definitely that movie not. then doesn't do anything special because it is not daring. The comedy is not, it does not go as well, far as it can. I and then it just becomes Hitler, it, an imaginary friend is a very daring thing in this but what, current. I don't think what they do with him is that, is that daring. Also then the second half, that isn't anything new. That type of World War II Nazi thing point. isn't anything new. I, I have to agree. Like once a week gets going, it's really good. I will say that everyone's saying like, oh, wow, they're going to do Hitler. How are they going to do that? And I, I'm like, have any of them been in a fourth grade classroom like, like shitty kids who don't know comedy have been making Hitler funny, quote unquote, for ages? The only difference here is that Taiga actually made him funny, which of course he did because he knows comedy. So of course he didn't screw it up. 
We already have a full discourse. I'm done. I've given my points. Yeah. I still like the movie. It sounded like I don't, if but you, I still feel like this it podcast in the middle of the day, I'd be, I'd be going for a while, but my, my, last you've caught me at 11.40 p.m. Yeah. Now, racing dad movies? Hell yeah. Bro, Ford vs. Ferrari, man. <laughs> that race, vroom, vroom, bitches. Bro, I've never been more ready for a race to be over. I was like, how many more oh, laps? That race could have gone for like, years. How many more laps? I would watch 24 hour at Le Mans. Give me 365 days at Le Mans. I mean, it's impressively made, but I guess at the end of the day, I just could not. I could, if you said, Zach, gun to your head, name three things you care no shits about. Racing would have been one of the first things <laughs> oh. I come up with. I'm like, how fast can you press that pedal to the metal in that car? And like, how good are you at you turning? Gotta, gotta look at that RPM, gotta hit it right at five, back down, oh, gear shift. Oh my god. god. Dude, dude, I hate sports in general. Like, anytime someone tells me, like, let's watch right, sports. Slow down. <laughs> to me, it is so boring. The only thing that I like Lost about me. it is the joy I see on people's faces. So seeing all of y'all smiling at that football game earlier, that I like. Seeing the right. game itself, hate it. But like... <laughs> I also really? didn't. I thought it was funny. I just thought I, I just, I, the smile on my face was more like, man, like, Vince really brought the XFL back. I think it's funny that it exists. And yeah, you I can don't score a three pointer. It's <laughs> a great league. It's kind of like when you what a league. It's like when you see a little kid playing with like a broken Transformers toy, and you're like, you could clearly get a new one. There's like better things to do with your your time, but you're so happy with it. I'll just let you do your thing. Physical competition, so live, unscripted. It's something very genuine exciting about it i have been interested in sports once in my life and i don't think i ever will be again i mean what happened that made it sound like there's something happened oh no it was just the first time puerto rico it was won. only one time the first time puerto rico won a gold medal literally everyone i knew was watching even the biggest nerds including uh, myself what so, uh thing was it uh, i don't remember this tennis and it was that's like, awesome it's really funny because like she won you know how tennis has a lot of dumb rules it, she won every the, sport yeah has a lot of dumb rules. She as a tennis player yeah it does have dumb rules yeah, one of those things where the ball went and fell the enemy no the opponent's ball fell like out of line or by a hair or something and so because of that the puerto rican got the point and she won so you were all like wait what's oh, happening? You? yeah yeah it was like one of those things like wait what's happening um side note because we kind of uh went over this francisco do you want to share a little about yourself to the audience Right. Yeah, yeah. They, not they don't know anything about you. Yeah, I guess I kind of fucked up. Though. No, yeah. you're good. Oscars are just too good. Well, <laughs> they were fine. Hi, everyone. Start where you were born. I'm ready to go forward from there. Puerto Rico, 1999. <laughs> I was born in San Juan to a mother and father. All right. Ever since then, I kind of just grew, grew up there. I I wanted to be a vet. Then I wanted to be a athlete after that i wanted to be hey, a sports, sports athlete it, it was a brief time before i got my <laughs> arm broken that's another story so something did happen <laughs> i think i was right I, my instincts were correct point is eventually i saw perks of being a wallflower and decided i wanted to be a director i ended up in missouri um <laughs> where everyone goes to be a director oh that's a whole <laughs> that's where we're all achieving our dreams uh kids out there if your parents tell you to pick a school in a state you don't want to necessarily go study to because, hey, it's good to have a, a backup. Uh, don't. Just pick the schools you wanted to. But then again, I ended up in Mizzou, and I'm actually really liking it here. So, hey. who knows? It's, yeah, it's actually been pretty fun. Also, I like to dance, act, and sing. So, you can catch me in Marisol here at Mizzou. And if you're not here in Mizzou, then I guess you're going to have to miss out, out on my role as like an itty bitty extra in one scene but yeah back to the oscars People last time about. i 
last time I checked the analytics, there is one person in Brazil that listens to the, that Wait, listens really? to the podcast. So awesome. I don't think, I mean, I assume it might've been an accident or like a bot. Uh, hey, if we need bots, give us bots. I know. Don't give us bots. Hey, person in Brazil, maybe. I got a roommate who's got a bot hookup. I don't want bots. Well, yeah, let's, let's actually talk to our friend in hey, Brazil. Hey, Brazil guy, if you're real. If you have sentience and you're listening to this episode, if you didn't listen to last listen to our last episode and decide this is ass, I'm not going to listen to episode ten. Tweet at us at content underscore cube, or I guess that is actually the only way. I was going to say email. I don't think it exists. DM any of us. Wait, no, he he did tweet us. It says, "Haha, love content to cube, love guys." Sounds real to me. Thank you. I'm I love so how glad. Francisco pulled off his phone and read that tweet. <laughs> it's not a spoiler alert. His phone wasn't on. It's not a visual medium. <laughs> Something seemed a little suspicious about that. But if you are real, please contact us. I'd love to hear hey, how you found us. If any of you guys are real, <laughs> contact. Us. Yeah, please. I'm just curious. I mean, I don't know if I ever told you guys my my mo- my motives for launching the content cube. I've been wondering. I actually I think about I know. Today. What does Brian? I think get I know the motives. What is? What do you think the motives? Financials. <laughs> what? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? No. Uh, um, all the women it gets us. <laughs> yes, all the fucking money we'll get from Y'all selling. Out. We do it for the clout. Hey, speaking. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna get. I don't think we're gonna get a ton of money from selling VPNs or fucking uh, razors for your pubes. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's all. That's all. Fucking podcast ads are to dick pills. Uh, we aren't selling yeah. those. No, I got into it. Because I think this is good practice, and it's good to create things, you know? Hey, yeah, just for the hell of it. Yeah, more yeah. things. Yeah, I, yeah. Just I'm cre- rewriting my script that I wrote. I wrote a whole ass theatrical script, like 110 pages last year, and now I'm uh, doing my edits on it. Yeah, and I just so, decided I wanted to, like, put something out. I, I wanted, know, I'm going to post it online when I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm gonna put it I out believe there. in you. But you yeah. should make it. It's kind of kind of hard. It's set in France. It's set in France. Too big, too big. In Nazi-occupied France. So you'd have to get like a. It's a. It's a. I'll tell you about it later. Maybe when I finish. (laughs) Don't want his idea stolen. True. Uh, But yeah, I mean that's why I do the show. What do you guys do? Why are you guys doing it? Just curious. I have fun. I like talking to you guys. Clout in the culture. There's no clout. I don't do it for any clout. (laughs) There's zero clout. Um, (laughs) I kind of damaging to the clout. Yeah. Um, I just like talking to you guys. Um, and it gives like. I'll be honest, I, I was like, oh, I I love talking about this stuff. I'm sure I'm going to love writing about it. Then I started writing about it. I was like, boy, this is just not as much fun. Sucks ass. Um, That's it's, my job like, for new TV. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fine, and if I'm passionate about it, I can do it. But I there's just a certain format that I expected with things when you write it, and talking about it is so much easier and more fun. Um, I, I I enjoy I enjoy that aspect of it, and it's... I don't know. It's fun. Have a yeah. good time. I mean, I, yeah, I just wanted to get better at talking, I guess. It's easily the most sentimental the content cube has ever been. Aww, this was cute. bound to happen at some point. Yeah. This Aww. is a weird episode for it to happen in, in the middle of our in Oscars. The middle of our, literally in the middle of our Oscars. <laughs> Boon Bo- Bo- Jung-ho made me sentimental. Okay. Legitimately, I got teary-eyed when like, I saw him win. because like Which time? Uh, <laughs> every time. I feel like if I had to pick, time number three really solidified it. Time number four would be an honorable mention. No, it was best picture, clearly. Yeah. like. Because, uh, you know, not to out anyone here, but Zach Holenstein hated Roma last year so much. So I was rooting for it for Best Picture. And when I saw it lose, I was thinking, man, Zach Holenstein, why did you do this to me specifically? Why? So I have been validated. An international picture has yes. won. So 
I would like to hear you defend yourself, Jake Mosher. What are your thoughts? <laughs> no, give it to no, Zach. No, no, I got, no, I got, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Zach, uh, uh, yes, student, Zach, you have your hand raised. Yeah, I had like my hand raised during most of that. That was, I would say, something dawned on me in the middle of Francisco's monologue there. You know, like, I love ranking things, right? Yeah. I think that would take the number one spot of the most I've wanted to interrupt someone <laughs> in the middle of their talking <laughs> on the content. You were looking at me with just like such a such so, a pleading look in your eyes. Francisco you were... has accused me of hating Roma, which directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Cuaron. I can't say it as fancy as you guys Quaron. say it, but I, did, I had the name right. That's what we. I, That's I definitely had it spelled right in my head. Irrelevant. Zach, continue. Either way, yeah. I know the picture. That's what I'm trying to prove, and I saw it. I really liked it. He I don't says, know where the hate is coming from. I just thought it was a little slow, and I like Star is Born more. Wow, Zach. I appreciated Bradley Cooper learning guitar and performing it. You were so and fucking ugly. <laughs> is that a part I from the movie? It's a line from A Star is Born. Okay, okay, I was confused. Because she makes fun of him for inheriting her his dad's alcoholism, and then he looks at her and says, you're just fucking ugly. <laughs> Okay. I love that movie. Uh, Good for you. Oh, the, the disdain. I'm happy for you. With James. <laughs> I did like Roma. I just didn't think it was best pick. Whatever. Uh, I know. I, Francisco I, hates Joker. Let's talk about that. I don't know if we can talk about that right now. It, yeah. I'm curious what he has to we say. We are two minutes away from Ew. the midnight Boy, point. I have a hot transition. Can I use it? Sure, sure, <laughs> okay. sure. Oh, oh, I know what the transition oh, is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joker? Who's his ex-girlfriend? Harley Quinn, as of the continuity. Oh, so we're not talking about Joker. I, okay. No. <laughs> I, okay, can I say something about Joker? Sure, say it. Let's okay. talk about Fuck. Joker. <laughs> no. It was an awesome transition, Jake. We'll oh, I got a transition. I'll, let, I'll tell you what, we'll let you do it again later. Maybe I'll come up with a different one. Okay, I have a transition. Well, you're not going to beat that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Who's Harley Quinn's ex-boyfriend? <laughs> Bring it right back. <laughs> really well done. Very original. Very that one called yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so right. Joker, uh, the Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix. Don't drink milk or meat. Is Do that not drink meat? Definitely don't yeah. drink meat. I was like, oh, <laughs> good point. I like, I you're drinking Joaquin. meat. That's, you're doing something wrong. I, um, like, I love Joaquin. He's he's like such a, a cool bean when he's on stage. I like him. Yeah. He's kind of weird, though. Okay, okay I thought so, you were being sarcastic. No, like, no, like, 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 the whole career now? No, like, I, think he, I think he's very honest. No, honestly, like, seeing him up there and seeing, like, usually, a lot of people have brought up that usually it's, like, the women or the people of color bringing that stuff up. So seeing, like, a white guy just be up there, like, especially at the BAFTAs and just be like, hey, y'all, I know you voted for me, but, like, what the hell was that? Uh, like, respect. I respect that. I respect his talk about just, casting, just chasing too. His check. Just chasing yeah. his check, doing joke on me, but, I mean... <sighs> You gotta respect the hustle. Uh, Chase yeah. that cash. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight, uh, but he's so good in signs. Gladiator. All right, I'm not gonna get into it right okay. now. He's great. Either way, yeah. Point Joker. is, he's great. I haven't seen the master though. What's um, your point on Joker? Yeah, uh, we botched so my great transition for this. I because you completely took the ball away from me. All right, yeah, you uh, kind of do. You just want to talk <laughs> about really Joker. Back starts. to sports. Stole <laughs> that ball. Stole that pass. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to call out Francisco here on the cube. I feel like yeah. Francisco falls into this category of people that see how self-righteous the people who or the, the creative talent behind Joker is and how you can tell when you watch the movie how good they think of a movie they made. And then since they, they clearly did not make that good of a movie, jump to the complete opposite end and label it like a terrible movie. 
Wait, I, I don't think it was. I just don't think it's as good as they think it is. I just think it's really just a really good lead performance that shows a, a like a guy who deals with a lot of issues, just like you could say descend or ascend depending on your perspective. Like, or like he's more self confident, but he clearly became a worse person, uh, into something else because of like what happens to him throughout the movie. And I think in that sense alone, it succeeds and is enjoyable. And it's hard to watch, but it's supposed to be hard to watch. And the performance is really good. Like, not just his. I think uh, in her limited role, uh, I think it's Zassi. Zassi Sauce, Betts. Zassi Beats. Zassi I think Beats. it's Betts, I thought. No, it's Zassi Beats. I know there's two E's, but I could have... All right, either way. We know who we're talking about. Like, the... the, the Domino and the, Deadpool 2. Yeah, t- the, the other tenant in his apartment. She's also really good in her limited role. And, like, I, I enjoy Robert De Niro as a talk show host. Uh, so, overall, I thought it, it had a lot of cool moments that I like. Uh, there are awkward moments for sure. Like the very last scene is kind of awkward and like the, the scene with Thomas Wayne in the bathroom is awkward, but there are scenes that I really like and like overall I thought it was very good. Not like amazing or anything, but I don't really get like the, oh, it's a terrible failure and such a bad movie. Want me to blow your mind, Zach? Yep. Uh, notice that when I've shit on, on Joker and okay, honestly, I may have called it terrible a few times, but it, I've said it's my least favorite movie from last year, but I... I accurately separate the two things on its own. Objectively, I can recognize Joker is mediocre as fuck oh, and God. extremely basic. <laughs> but I, I won't get into it. I will say, it, I think this comes down to we just have like very different philosophies on movies. You're taking it a lot more as just like what you know it is like in a vacuum. I guess like the movie, but like I like to look at, at a movie like on the merits it is trying to achieve and seeing Joker constantly reaching so high and just like every scene kind that kind of works just utterly destroyed by the ending because I, I won't get into here but I genuinely think that Joker's main issue is that Joker himself has no ideologies as a person or as the Joker so by the end of the movie it just feels like Todd Phillips set up all these themes kind of not really for depth of the movie just to kind of throw it away and when people talk about a creative movie that has all these new elements and is pushing the a superhero movie forward, I did not see that in Joker. Yeah, so Zach, Zach's medium on the Joker. Mm-hmm. Francisco's low on the Joker. Yeah. Have you guys heard of a book called The Bible? Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah I have. <laughs> the I Joker equal to the level of the Bible. This movie is a 10 out of 10. Incredible second coming to Christ. Would you say no, the I'm Bible's kidding. a 10? <laughs> no, I'm just like a This, was, this was a bit... I, I think the Joker's fine. I think, I think we it's should overrated. have Adam Woman and Francisco on, the, on the E23. <sighs> Give another debate yeah. segment to Adam for, for MUTV. Yeah. I, I, refu- I refuse to debate anyone else on Joker. I'm stealing this part of my life. <laughs> Heck, I'll just put it out there. So. Sounds like you're a little chicken of what Adam's going to bring to the table. Oh, Adam's man. got the film theorist, Adam, cinephile. You know what? Call me chicken. Revenge of the Sith, favorite film. I guess. You guys are about to force me into a word association transition. Uh, Let Francisco finish what he was going to say. Hands are moving, just like they were during yeah, the first Francisco? transition. Yeah, just like, just want to shout out an actual terrible movie. Ma came out last year, the actual worst movie released in 2019. So glass is worse, but yeah, Ma was not great. Oh no, Ma was like terrible. Like if you liked the split in Unbreakable, and you see what Glass did to him, it's 
it was like unforgivable to me. It just completely ruins both of the movies that came before it. I mean, how'd this happen? <laughs> I was just watching it, and I'm not gonna tell you what I mean by it. But they literally take what I love about it and they just shove it into a puddle. Twelve oh four a.m. I just can't even. Yeah, no. For, talk about glass, baby. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Speaking of glass, I would say a glass half full of alcohol would be what you would need to be in the mindset of one Harley Quinn, would you not say, Jake? Oh, wow. Fuck me. That's fu- my, my thing was just going to be Adam, okay. Black Adam, Black Mask. That's it. Okay, okay, just so we're clear, Black Adam is a DC movie yeah. that will be coming out in two years, in case anyone was confused. D-Wayne the Rock. D-Wayne the Rock Wait. Johnson. Okay. Wait. Before we fully move on to like, no, we're moving on. We've done the transition four times. Okay, but just to like (laughs) ask, like any final like Oscars things, like any little moments that like made you say yippee or ye not. Renee can barely speak. Um, Okay, that is we disagree on that. Mm. I feel like doesn't she deal with a lot of like Mm. problems and stuff? I don't know. Maybe I feel like maybe I just heard that. I I feel maybe I I just assumed it by the way she speaks, (laughs) and now I I just felt bad for her. I feel. I just feel a little bad for her because she's a delightful person, but Judy was so mediocre. I just want to, she just, I just want to hug her. Renee is, I don't. She's just very likable. I just seemed like, she just seems like someone who wants a hug. Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I I feel like we should have done that. It's Fantabulous? Fantabulous Emancipation. Okay, because when I told my girlfriend the title, she's like, man, that's pretty cringe. And I'm like. Maybe it wasn't fantabulous. It is fantabulous. It's, it's Harley Quinn like. Oh, I get love it. The title. I mean, I get. I, the, love it. I can see why that would have been a mistake marketing wise. Yeah. Personally, uh, I enjoy the title and what it represents for the character. At least the fantabulous emancipation part. Yeah. yeah. I agree that maybe Birds of Prey should have been. Maybe needed a fucking microscope to see the name Harley Quinn on the poster. Yeah. Uh, kind of probably. Maybe emancipation of Harley one Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey under it. Yeah. Maybe that would have been a better call. That would have been right. anything, Wait, really. Actually, I think I would have liked that more. Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn in colon The Emancipation. Okay, now we I saw we saw Birds of Maybe. Prey. There's, there uh, should never be a colon. <laughs> okay, but didn't John Wick 3 Parabellum Chapter 3 Final something dashed 3 something? It had a lot of stuff. Anyways, Birds of Prey, sorry. I keep backtracking. I did like that movie, though. All I right. didn't uh, like I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> okay. Brian's dying. Birds of Prey. Anyways, in 1953. <laughs> Birds of Prey. Yeah. Harley Quinn movie. What did you think of it, Brian? Yeah, we saw it. We saw it. I, I think wait. we have a 2v2 here for oh, this right. movie. Wait, what side are you on? I think you and I are on the same side. Hell yeah. <laughs> I um, thought you liked it, Jake. I think it's a fine movie, and I think I fall much more into Brian's camp than I do your two camps. I think Harley oh, Quinn boy. is a fine movie. Yeah, uh, let me just say, my. I think Harley Quinn... Uh, in The Birds of Prey. Uh, I think it's a fine movie. I think it uh, fails to deliver on any of the group mechanic until uh, 20 minutes before the movie's over. Um, I think there's some... Agreed. <laughs> I think there's some parts where, like, you know, I can... Wait, we got to say, before, are we doing spoilers? Let's not do spoilers. We'll, I, we'll I, get... I, I clearly, by the box office, not a lot of people Okay, but a lot of people are not going to see it. Like, I have a feeling... I mean, I don't no have anything to spoil. No spoilers. No, 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 no like, mm. specific what happens spoilers i mean maybe we can get there but let's start off yeah. no spoilers um if someone really feels like they need to spoil sure uh, i mean i don't really can't think of anything i need yeah. to spoil but like i so i can remove myself i can look at a movie and be like oh there's a movie it's silly and you know there's silly parts in this movie but like when they're they're like spoiler uh, there's a part um 
you know, there's a part where a scene starts uh, with, oh, people are here. And, and then the scene ends and the people just seem to have disappeared in the thin air and they're never acknowledged again. I was just like very confused. Well, the place where they were got exploded. You know, it, they, it may have gotten exploded, but oh you think God, there'd be more. Scene. No, whatever. Um, it but just seems like an, I, I agree. I see that. I was news. extremely, like I was confused. Um, and then it kind of does that some other times. And then there's a part at the end where I was just confused about like how anything happened because it felt like a sentence contradicted itself. There's just stuff like that, but that didn't ruin the movie for me. Uh, they got the John Wick guy to do the action scenes, like choreograph them. And I think they're good, uh, but they mostly just boiled down to uh, how much longer until she does her spider acrobat thing, swings around their shoulders and knocks them out. That's kind of how it ended a lot of the time. Agreed. Uh, and I think she's really good at that. Um, and I liked the grenade launcher sequence or the. Hey, we don't talk about specific. Oh, that's fine. The beanbag launcher. It's yeah. in the trailer. I, oh, yeah. fine. Okay. You I said mean, grenade. Uh, yeah. No. So okay. like, yeah, I think that part was good. It was very colorful. But again, it was just like, when will she, when will she, when will she do it? When will she grapple around someone's shoulders and knock them out? Agreed. I mean, that's what Black Widow's been doing for nine movies. Okay, sorry. Well, Black Widow's way worse at that. Like, Black Widow walks into a room, says hi, then arms scissors you. That movie comes out in two months, Francisco. You cannot critique it yet. <laughs> oh, I think he <laughs> okay, means the wait, character. Can, can I can I propose a guess? There's going to be a final battle with all the Black Widows, and it's just going to be Black Widow walks up to one, arm scissors her. There's one walks- titular Black Widow. <laughs> she also is in the hit movie Ghost in the Shell. No, but like... The- <laughs> Oh God, we're not we're not not opening that kind of words today. Too much in that movie. So I didn't really care to see it. I neither have I. I guess those are my thoughts on Birds um, of Prey. Should I give my those thoughts are not as and then you guys? As I thought they'd be. Oh, yeah. you think by the way Brian speaks in these group chats. I mean, um, let me like despises the existence of right, the film. I mean, to keep going at it. Just real quick, okay. I think it's. Uh, I didn't like it. Like, I didn't really like it. I think it's, like, a decent, fine movie. It is a movie. The more I think about, the less I like it. And it seems that it's really, really resonating with some people. And I am sad that I it ate people. so much shit at the box office. Because after the ending, I'm like, man, I would really love to see a sequel to that. And you oh, just man. know that stupid people are going to blame it on being a female movie. Oh, oh yeah. There, oh. there are three things I'd attribute this movie to doing poorly. The R rating. Mm-hmm. The god-awful shitty title. And okay. in my opinion, I think the marketing was bad. I don't think the previews really? have any reason to bring these people into the It movie. too exclusive trailer. Previews. It too exclusive trailer. There was a trailer exclusive to It too. I'm tired of fucking clowns. <laughs> and I will, I, I will be honest. My dad was so confused. My boomer dad was like, what is this? I thought this was the movie. <laughs> um, a movie with no tie-ins to previous things. Like, I'll be, if, you, if you take Captain Marvel, make that... I don't know how you make that movie R. But let's say you make it R and you take it out of the MCU... I don't think it would have done that great. And that's not just because it's a female movie. I think if you take other late MCU movies like Doctor Strange, remove it from the thing, it also would have made less money. Yeah. Rated R. So I think it is It is a, a, a summation of all those things why this movie did poorly. Yeah. Can, can I propose something? Yeah. Uh, there's also, when I was watching the movie, there was one, there was one scene, it, it's in a trailer, like where you see Harley Quinn dressed up as Marilyn Monroe. I won't say the specifics of the scene within the movie, but she's kind of regretting Diamond Star Girl's best friend, whatever, and it's oh, over your heads. Okay, oh sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, basically, uh, uh, sorry, a lot of weird looks. Anyways, um, but the moment I saw that scene, I was either people are going to love this, and this is going to be 2020s Halloween costumes for everyone, or people are just going to think it is way too much, and they're just going to be like, 
why the heck is this Marilyn Monroe reference in the middle of this otherwise kind of normal scene? I loved how crazy that scene was. Yeah, no, but... Dude, that... it's, like, right after she gets, like, head... Like, head yeah, it's, but... like, it's, like, a sequence within her head, and she's, no, it's, like... it's amazing. That, oh, like, okay. the musicals... Yeah. It was, like, a musical sequence. And here's the thing. I don't think the movie committed to that vision, because I think that is one of the coolest parts of the movie, but they only do something like that once. It is totally very different than the rest of the movie. And I think that part is awesome, but I feel like the she I feel like the director had a vision or the writers did or someone did. And and this is funny, I didn't realize the writer on the show is the showrunner on two CW DC shows. And oh, yeah. boy do I feel that in this movie. Oh my god. No way. Think about it. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And, and but I think like I think there is a part there are parts of this movie that I see a fantastic movie being the best DC movie and one of my favorite superhero movies, but it only does there's only a few moments that hit those points. I don't think they go fully into the vision they had. I believe, like, yeah, I see what you mean. It could have gone even crazier, especially with, like, it's told from her perspective. So yes. it could have been really wild because every it's all, like, how she sees things, even yeah. though there are scenes that she's not there for. Um, yeah. So, like, she's what, obviously what you call an unreliable narrator. Um, yeah. I would say that the biggest comparison I would make is the Deadpool movies. But here's the thing. Like, Deadpool movies, Ren Reynolds goes weird in those, but he's still kind of just being, like, a smart eye, like, just kind of, like, being kind of like douchey, but still kind of a nice guy, kind of random. Yeah, he's guy. fourth wall breaking, but yeah. he's grounded. Yeah, I know, but Harley Quinn in, in this movie, like, there are scenes that are just, like, they turn up the pink saturation up all the way. They, like, do, like, this Suicide Squad title drops kind of thing. But the big difference is Suicide Squad had one, I would say, a more recognizable cast. This one is kind of heavily relying on Margot Robbie. And two, that one was kind of, like, hot topic threw up in a movie this one it's <laughs> kind perfect of, way to say it yeah. yeah but like this one kind of has that aesthetic but also not as marketable i, I think stylistically way. it doesn't quite know what it wants to be it tries to do the tarantino time jump thing in the first half of the movie and then it just commits to a linear timeline for the second half a lot of it's, uh, i've seen that before I, yeah. I, you, I feel like it happens more consistently throughout the whole thing because the whole first half is told in like oh we're jumping back oh we're jumping back and then it just stops and the well, whole second half of the like movie a stretch run of a conclusion you don't want to be like keep going but that's yeah. what i'm saying oh, is you either pace the whole movie out to do that properly or you don't do it at all because it okay. doesn't like i think the non-linear choice doesn't benefit the movie it doesn't it just moves things out of place I've heard some people say that, but here's the thing. So many of the sequences benefit from I mean, particularly the Black Canary introduction to me would have been so much less interesting if we had just been following a linear story and it had been cutting between them. But I kind of get that. It's kind of like an uncut gem situation where after seeing that movie, I was kind of hesitant to recommend it to people in some areas. And in this case, it's the timeline that I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to recommend someone a movie that jumps around this much. Especially seeing how so many pe- people, let's call them people, have been talking about Little Women and not getting oh, the timeline thing. Like I'm not I saying it's gonna be. I'm not saying it's gonna be that, but this one jumping around, not being confusing, but just being too hectic and suddenly stopping it, and then it comes back, and then it leaves for yeah, people. I don't. It's not gonna do I don't it think them. it's confusing. I just, I just personally didn't like it. Which my last critique I want to give. Yeah, um, I don't think the movie is very funny. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, and that is a, that is a personal thing. I laughed a lot at you, McGregor. I think he's very funny. I think a lot of the other humor falls flat. I can't recall. I can recall a few things Black Mask did. I can't recall anything else that I laughed at in the movie. And I think that I was laughing during the action scenes a lot, honestly, just anytime a base, I, same way I laughed during a John Wick action scene. If I see something, cre- someone creatively get hurt. Yeah. I'm probably going to laugh. Also, I'm not 12. 
like great line. I like I liked I all the remember. grievances. I don't remember that. I liked uh like just there's so many reasons why I'm, people don't like Harley Quinn every time you meet someone new. I oh, thought yeah. that was clever. Uh I definitely uh enjoyed Huntress. Thought she was funny. Yeah, she was great. Her, yeah. her awkward her whole bit is that she's awkward even though she's like the most badass one and she's just yeah. kinda awkward about it. When is that bit in the movie? The last five minutes. Twenty minutes. We got twenty minutes. Like Huntress by design, by the by the design of the writers, I assume I'm not supposed to care about a core component of the team until like twenty minutes before it's over. Okay, here's where I think we just agree because like I saw the movie less as like a Guardians of the Galaxy X Men style. Like they're a team. To me, it was more like at the end of the movie there are there's a team formed. I won't specify. Yeah, I don't like, think it's about like oh, it's about the team. It's just it's about like, all of them, and oh, and at the end they're also a team. I mean, it's yeah. pitched like it's about a team. But and here's, oh, yeah. here's, well, here's that's a marketing thing. That's yeah. not a movie. But thing. here's my the movie here's is, my uh, issue with that. Know. If you say it's about the formation of a team, why do we spend? I would say eighty percent with Harley Quinn, fifteen percent with um Black Canary, five percent with Huntress, and. Apparently, I honestly, until the end, didn't even comprehend that the cop would become part of the team. <laughs> really? Well, that was on the trailer. I don't know where you were. I mean, she's on the poster. Like, don't also, <laughs> I just watching the movie kind of like assumed like, oh, they're spending a lot of time with her. Yeah, she she's seems... just kind of lame. Oh, how I dare you? Really I didn't really care about. I didn't really care about. <laughs> like, here's much. the thing. I like, like the other ones of the team. Yeah. The disrespects for Renee Montoya in this room. Like, don't. Say it's not about the team when it's called Birds of Prey. Yeah. Well, like, no, it's I, called. Well, okay. I think it's. It doesn't have to be about them being a team. It's just these are the people who become birds of prey at the end. I yeah. guess. They're not really the Avengers till the end of Avengers. You're just following them the whole time. Yeah. It's... They don't really have the whole squad yeah. up moment until literally the last 20 minutes. But they are a squad and Guardians in the movie. They don't fight together. They're just they don't fight together. But other. they are... They're not around each other in Birds of Prey at all until the end. Like, they don't even interact. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. They, Harley, me, well, they meet each other in the final 20 minutes. <laughs> no, they yeah. don't. And they don't met, even talk. Harley they met just Black fight. Canary. Harley saw Huntress. Harley was with the little girl the whole Cassandra. time. Like, they've all uh, met each other. Oh, I mean... She, Brandon, she met... <laughs> God, I have to mark this for, for spoilers now. Yeah. Um... But, I didn't say any spoilers. I mean, we're kind of just talking about the structure of the movie. Well, that's yeah. not a spoiler. Wait, no, you just... Do we want to get into it? Fine. I, feel I don't like think that's it's not a really spoiler. spoiler. Either. Well, this is just It's awesome called The Birds of Prey. I would have expected they get yeah. together. <laughs> I don't think we should get into hard spoilers. What do you... I don't think there's no, no reason to get into hard spoilers. Clearly okay. not a lot of people have you... seen it, but it's just one... It's been one weekend. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's been one I weekend. Guess, uh, I don't know. The one thing I will say is, like, I kind of liked Huntress because... Just by her virtue of being so awkward and stuff, in a movie where the quote unquote the factions are getting together, I feel like had she been introduced early on, it, she, her shtick would have gotten old because you're watching someone just always react to like, "Uh, thank you guys. Uh, yeah. Okay. But at the end, you kind of see her being this whole badass the entire movie. Whenever she shows up, scarcely. Then when she finally shows up, it's kind of like a punchline. Like, oh, this person you thought would be kind of like a Batman, Black Widow, Hawkeye kind of person ended up just being like a, a big nerd. Here's here's my combat, my my uh, my critique to that. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, two of those characters are fully one bit. Drax is in the whole movie, has one bit, and that's being Drax. And Groot has one bit, and it's three words. And I, I think the movie doesn't commit to its bits. An example being the whole thing, the cop is stuck in an 80s movie, 
which I think is funny. They don't even do it three times. They reference it twice. They don't even do the movie rule of three times. They say it at the beginning, they say it at the end. And I think that bit could have been funny, but they don't lean into it enough. It like exists barely on the surface. Yeah, like Harley keeps talking about her like she is like some 80s action hero. I'm like, I, I agree. They could have committed to And I'm like, form, is she? Like, I was looking, yeah. and I'm like, do the writers, are the writers <laughs> writing her to be this way, or is it just these two bits that Harley's making? Imagine if they turned that to 100, and she was like, everything you think about 80s cop movies, and that's what she was. That would be really funny. Or at least 80. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 100%, I'd be annoyed with it. I'd be like, There's no way. All right. But, I kind of um, saw, I, because, like, everyone else was kind of, like, acting... I don't know. I guess because everyone else wasn't a cop, then when it cut back to her, it was just so many typical cop procedural stuff. Like, like man, you got to trust me. I got uh, this evidence and stuff that, like, uh, oh, your mom, she was on the force with me. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know. I got it. Like, it was, it was part, I guess... It, technically, yes, that's part of the joke, but it wasn't funny. Like they didn't, they didn't lean it to the funny side of the '80s, the '80s bit. They just like, oh, these yeah. are cop procedural things that people don't watch anymore. Yeah, these tropes okay. exist. Do we have anything interesting <laughs> to say about them? Not, not I've, really. I've been really negative, so I guess I'll be positive. Yeah. I absolutely adored Ewan McGregor, and I think Harley, I think uh, Margot Robbie's also very good. But Ewan yeah. McGregor, I he he took whatever script they gave him and turned that. He went all out. He said, this is the thing I'm doing, and I'm going for it. I was sitting by Jake during this movie, <laughs> and Jake and I were laughing 90% yeah. of Ewan McGregor's screen time with Black Mask. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to come back every time he, he left the screen. He was easily the... Actually, I mean, I, I, that's almost a disservice to how much I love Margot Robbie, but he is really, honest, definitely my favorite part of the movie, yeah. and he's one of my favorite comic book villains ever up there with... I mean, not up there with, but like he's a tier below, but definitely the top of the second tier of comic yeah. book villains, like below. There's like Heath Ledger, Joker, and Thanos at the yeah. top, and then you got like Loki and Black Mask and someone else. I'm sure I'm forgetting right I now. I think but. what he does so well is in most, like the first hour of the movie, he's just kind of goofy. He's still scary, but he's goofy. And then there's a scene where he does something very dark, oh, and yeah. it's it is kind of played for last, but it's also it's also played very seriously, and it works, and he's terrifying. So I think he he, he, plays he does very both well. sides very well, and I'm really well written, yeah. really well, well acted. I wish uh, he he would have been in the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. I mean, I sound like I'm really negative on it, and personally, I don't think this movie is very special to me. But I think it resonates with a lot of people that aren't yeah. like me, and I think yeah. that that demographic. <laughs> Like, I mean, I mean, just like my girlfriend was like, oh, yeah, I saw a gif where like Harley gives uh, another character a, a, a hair tie during That's a fight scene. I'm like, oh, that is cool. I, I, I guess yeah. I never really thought about it. Like that resonates with her because she's a girl and has long hair. So I think this movie is resonating with a lot of people. People really like it. And I think it it has stuff that I can easily see people loving. It just didn't hit for me. And I really want them to make it's a like sequel. like that Watchmen episode. Yeah. It's like that Watchmen episode that Brian didn't like that I loved. Except I mean, there wasn't one moment in this movie that broke him. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I think I think this movie could get a great sequel. I mean, I, I would like it. I mean, it, it, Margot Robbie is getting another movie. It's Harley Quinn. She's just the main cast yes, member of the next Suicide Squad. But they're not going to make another Birds of Prey. Yeah. This did worse than Jonah Hex. I could Hex. see Huntress being something, probably not a Huntress movie, obviously, but I could see her I appearing in a DC movie. It, it did worse than Jonah Hex. You know, <laughs> it, this movie ate complete shit. Like, what, what did it make? Like, 13 million domestic? 35. Oh, my It was projected fucking, for 50, it got 35. And fucking hell, what's man. what's unfortunate about it is they could have made this movie PG-13 
absolutely Easily. no, no. There was one bit. Ewan McGregor Here's scenes were uh, really yes, funny. Yes, they were language, great. The but in gets. terms of like the the well, like the overall summation of what the movie is, they could have increased how much money they made if like, they moved to PG thirteen. Because I mean, like, yes, I loved Ewan McGregor, but if someone if they took that out, because in the previews, I'll be honest, like I said, did not like the previews, didn't think Ewan McGregor was gonna be that great. You don't see any of the funny lines from him in the trailers, mm-hmm. so you could have like imagine taking him out. He's never in the trailers. No one ever knows he's gonna be there. The same excitement level exists. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, except girl, little girls can go with their moms. Yeah, I was gonna say so. like. I just wonder, take them anyway. Yeah, just let them grow up. I saw our movies when I was a kid. I think kids are too overprotected. Doesn't turn out fine. I turned out fine. I turned out fine. I saw our movies growing up. Everyone needs to grow up and be fine. Francis, okay, what's up? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I do think that, like, you know, if the Suicide Squad, like, fans or, like, the Suicide Squads of this generation are, like, you know, this was going to be the movie for them, then you are immediately shut out because... Let me tell you, I saw Suicide Squad twice with two groups of friends separately. And we were like in high school, my parents dropped us off. We just kind of went in, you know? But like with this one, you need to either sneak in, in which case you're not paying for the ticket, or get someone to sneak you in. And don't do that. Pay for your movies. I forgot. Well, I forgot what it was like to not be 17. Like right? this I, movie, like. Yeah, I guess that is true. Look, yeah. man, like it didn't need the R. And another thing that I think. It, it would have been worse if it was PG-13, in my opinion, but it would, would have sold more. But, like, it wasn't super violent, except for, like, one part and di- maybe two parts, if you want to argue that that other scene needed yeah, to like, show that. Like but, breaking. like, yeah. but the fight scenes, it kind of made me realize maybe about the John Wick fight scenes. I'm like, are these that cool, or is it the violence that I'm after? Because, like, yeah, she doesn't... fight scenes are. I know, but she doesn't really commit any horrific acts of violence. She breaks a lot of legs. She, she does break a lot, a lot of legs. Of, a lot of... But they aren't fight scene legs. They aren't fight legs. You know, they that could that (laughs) that didn't make a fight scene better. That was like a bit. Like yeah, yeah. I was laughing. It was hilarious. Yeah, when he when that guy's like three legs in like a span of three seconds. Four legs, great. Um, but like that didn't add to the fight scenes. But I'm like I'm looking at these fight scenes and imagine if she was able to dispatch someone by not grappling onto their shoulders and knocking them out. Because imagine if she could. I don't think that happened as much as you think it did. That's all I can remember. I do remember. (laughs) That and rolling over their backs. Like she she climbs over people's shoulders. Backflips I thought were pretty cool. She goes over people's shoulders constantly. Yeah. And, and, She's and, flexible. She yeah. is. And it's great. But imagine if she could like cut their throat or something like, and I'm not saying I need that, but I'm like, they didn't utilize the R rating in any real way. I feel like you could break those legs in a PG 13 movie. There wasn't blood. You could do it in a less prominent way. Like you could do it, right? Like you could get the point across that she broke all these legs. She broke them bad. And it just, I don't know why it was R. Like, I think they made it like when I walked out of that movie, I'm like, I think this movie being rated R is bad for the industry. <laughs> like, and that it's not really, but I'm just like, is this bad for like the future of R rated movies? I mean, I like R rated superhero movies. It sucks that it's bombing. Cause I thought going in, I mean, I, mean, I still like it. Obviously I love, I mean, I, yeah, I haven't really given my full opinion on it yet, but I mean, I thought the idea of like a female team R rated comic book movie. Yeah. was a really bold choice. Cool idea. I was really excited. I mean, I, I, okay, yeah, that makes me sound like I was really let down. I, I really liked the movie, just so yeah, we're I really liked Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, the results, uh, box office-wise, obviously have not been ideal, and it just looks bad from a business standpoint. And that's just beyond disappointing, because I would love for 
studio to take more risks yeah, like yeah. this. Because mm-hmm. obviously this was a risk, and obviously this yeah. one didn't pan out. So I don't kudos for taking a risk. Marvel would never, even though Marvel has been very successful, Marvel would never make a risk like this. I mean, I they made Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think it which PG, at the time, well, yeah, okay, it was PG a risk, 13. but yeah, but PG thirteen, not ma- not completely female, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. So I, yeah, risky. Yeah, yeah, this is right. another level of risk. Yeah, yeah you're right. One Division is the only thing I think comes close, and that's going to be a, we haven't even seen a limited yeah. series TV show. Well, I don't think it's going to be as weird as the trailer makes it seem. I think it's just trying to be distinct. But I mean, I'm excited, but I don't think that's what we've seen of that is what the show is yeah. two things we're making it off to see a little more of a bomb than it actually is it made 35 million here total it made 85 million internationally i think the budget is lower 100s it will make its money back and yeah. go over it's just not going to make enough to be a critical a it was a critical success but it won't be a box office success it won't be a bomb and the second thing is the more i think about the marketing like I think an R-rated movie could work, but Deadpool was pitched as the raunchy R-rated comic movie. They didn't pitch this as raunchy or violent. It was just R-rated, which isn't really a pitch. It like oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah it, it yeah. did like the trailers aren't violent and they don't they're not like, oh, come watch the Red Band trailer or look all these things we're yeah, obviously yeah. hinting towards. It's just like, oh, it's a comic book movie. Yeah. Like Yeah, it's a marketing issue. Like yeah. Deadpool got torn in half. Oh, you, oh, yeah, you Deadpool got, I thought you meant the movie. I was like, yeah, I no, no, yeah, it was like, it made a lot of Dead, money and everyone loved it. No, I'm saying Deadpool literally gets torn in half slowly <laughs> on camera. He's really happy about it's it. It's hilarious. It's a great bit. He's like, I can't believe this is happening. It's hilarious. And yeah, no. the nothing, nothing that good happens in Birds of Prey. They don't utilize their freedom. And, you know, just probably my final point on, like, why I think it's not doing well is, like, Think about when Suicide Squad came out. Maybe you guys were like under the age group. I know I'm like slightly older. I have no idea. But that was the like Harley. Yeah, I don't like Suicide Squad. I was 17. Came out 2016. Uh, Oh, yeah. I was 18. What? What are the fuck? Um, I think almost. Was it in 20? It was August of 2016. Yeah. Batman, I was, Batman vs Superman came out March of 2016. Yeah, then I would have been 16. Because I know right. Wonder Woman came out 2017. I've been close to being but, 17. Like the Joker Harley thing was the fucking couples costume. I saw it everywhere. I go to a Halloween party. There's five couples, and that movie did yeah. so good. I got a Fortnite Harley skin. Yeah, but and it's that, the Harley. It's the Harley from Suicide Squad. The design, which was frustrating. For me. And then Birds of Prey gets announced, and you need a fucking microscope to see your name because it's Birds of Prey, literally like. The and the fabulous, fantabulous emancipation of, of one Harley. So it's Birds of Prey, and then six and extremely small letters before you even see Harley Quinn's name. So then, like I, mean, I told, yeah, and I see what you mean. It's it's the marketing, but uh, and then I also you had to remind me that I'm not. I'm obviously an outlier in terms of yeah. like my movie knowledge and the way I look forward to movies and do research on movies before they come out. Yeah, I mean, like I don't think if you judge a movie based on just what the title is. If you know what it is, I'm, just, I'm assuming you know what the movie is. If you've seen the title of the movie, you, you know it's a Harley Quinn movie. So here's here's my pitch to that, because I always, I always do this comparison with video games, because um, I listen to a lot of video game podcasts, and they always talk about sales. A lot of people will either will walk into a store and look at video games. So think about movies this way. Oh, I want to see a movie this weekend. They will just go on an app or go to the theater and read it. If you were going to an app, it's just going to say Birds of Prey. Yeah. People show up to a theater to pick a movie once yeah. you get to the theater. People are fucking crazy. Exists. People that's, got the oh, yeah. app. That's the like, people who, yeah, and they're like, oh, I just want to see a movie. Yeah. I, Boomers? I'll admit, <laughs> I've done that at Ragtag, but It yeah, is no, insane. I mean, it's okay. I'm not comparing <laughs> the DC Universe or Harley Quinn to James Bond as a brand, mm-hmm. but... It's been a dialogue that Quantum of Solace is a terrible, stupid name to a movie. That's a good, that's a good point. Uh, right yeah. I mean, 
but you, yeah, the, the dumb title, you're not going to be like, okay, dumb title, not going to see this movie. Well, mm-hmm. my argument isn't so much that Birds of Prey and the and the fab and the fabulous, fantabulous emancipation God. of one Harley Quinn. I don't think it's a stupid title. I just think that people don't read it all. I just yeah. think that it doesn't convey what it is. Um, like, I, I kind of would have flipped it. I like, would have been the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. And fucking word of mouth doesn't work. You're not going to hear someone say Birds of Prey. And if you don't know, you don't know that's a Harley Quinn movie. I think I told my girlfriend about it. She didn't know what existed. And she's a Wait, fucking what? nerd. I forgot oh. this movie was coming out. I didn't know it was coming out either. I was so excited. I was, I was been talking. I feel like you guys only remember because I kept telling you about. Like I thought, I thought the Suicide Squad was coming out before this yeah. fucking movie. I was gonna save it for. I was gonna ask your guys. Can I gasp for your last thoughts and then end on my note? Because yeah. it would be a perfect transition. Yeah, okay. Do you have? Uh, I. Much I else guess to say. I mean we we've been talking about a lot of negatives, and I guess and I've been defending kind of parts of it, also agreeing with some of what they're saying. I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. It's probably my second favorite DC movie, a little bit behind Wonder Woman. But uh, I'm a big fan of Mar- like obviously she was my favorite part of Suicide Squad. Not not like that saying much, but she really I mean she was I thought a very enjoyable character in it. Um, and now seeing her again in this movie where she gets a lot more screen time, obviously, uh, and a lot more personality gets flushed out. Um, she has a PhD. That's cool. I mean, she's yeah, crazy, but she's also really smart, and she yeah. acknowledges yeah. how smart she is. I like that they um, use that in this movie. It's not just like, oh, did you know she was a thing? No, like she like cross-examines people and yeah. shit. Like it's fun. And also, I mean, she's an anti-hero or an anti-hero, whatever anti or anti. I don't know. That doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. um, she, they don't shy away from the fact that she is she is a criminal. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't like. Oh, she learns the values by the end of the movie. She's pretty much the same person by the end of the movie. It's just, you know, her... Man, how is this not a spoiler? I just feel like it's a vague... That's, you know, that's not okay, a like, I mean, I'm not... I'm, I'm pretty much saying she's Harley yeah, Quinn. Yeah. She's yeah. Harley Quinn at the beginning. Yeah. She's Harley Quinn at the end. I mean, she doesn't become, like, a super... Like, a like you know, like a ju- like justice for all person. No one thought... I mean, that's, yeah. that's not Harley Quinn. I'm saying, like, they stay true to what you assume she would be. Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable. And you still root for her. Um, and so I enjoy seeing her now in two movies, being a main character in the second one. She, what I'm trying to say is she's like, just the way Margot Robbie plays her, just always dialed up to like 99%. It's gotta be exhausting. And she does an awesome job. And especially when you get her narration in this movie, you just get so much of it. I think she's one of my favorite comic book, like protagonists now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, mm-hmm. and yeah, this movie's not going to get a sequel. Obviously she's not done. I mean, that's yeah, hardly yeah, point. No. one, even like beyond Suicide Squad, I think she's probably the new face of DC along with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, absolutely. So her, she's not done even after Suicide Squad, assuming that doesn't bomb terribly, which I assume it won't. But, um, you know, uh, I'm big fan of her. Black Mask, like I said, really big fan of. I enjoyed the fight scenes. I thought the movie was really unique for better or worse. It's kind of awkward at points. Uh, but I, I think it definitely forged its own type of identity. Uh, by the end of it, and I definitely liked what they were going for, and so I I feel like it's a movie that will have a lot of rewatch value because it's fast paced and really distinct, and the fight scenes are fun. Um, so I can see myself casually putting it on if it's streaming somewhere, um, and I think that's you can say that for this one more so than a lot of comic book movies these days, which are just kind of a lot of them are just kind of retreads of usual stuff. Where this one's very distinct. Um, so yeah, overall I thought it was very good. Uh, a little clunky at points, but I definitely was a Big fan of it. Right. I was satisfied. Francisco? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 
I have to agree with, with you. The more I've thought about the movie, uh, this may be a bit hyperbolic, but legitimately, I think uh, Margot Robbie's performance in this movie, like, as I was watching it, I already liked it, but maybe top five, maybe even top three, like, superhero, per, like, lead superhero performances, like, there are so many scenes in this movie where she, like, just has to, like, uh, be quirky or just has to, like, do all these small things, and in another actor, they would have just, like, half-assed it and decided, like, oh, this is beneath me. She's an Oscar nominee. She doesn't have to be here. But, like, she's a good point. She's she an had, Oscar nominee. Yeah, no. She can do what she wants. Yeah, no. But, like, she he clearly cared about this character and adding so many cool details to her. She produced her, it. I hope she cared about the money. No, she yeah. Like, she, she is definitely, like... A, she did a great job acting-wise. You know? Yeah, I know. Like, so many great scenes. Uh, Yeah, I'm sad this probably won't... Uh, If you see the movie, this movie sets some really great paths to the future that we're probably just never going to see now. <laughs> but I'm hoping... But, uh, man. Brian's laugh's got a dead end. me of the hyena laugh. Okay, sorry. Continue. Man. Uh, you know, but uh, Assassination Nation opened far below this a few years ago, and I'm seeing people, like, all the time on Twitter, Tumblr, like, saying that they discovered it on Hulu. So sometimes, you know... Oh, yeah. If, if a movie has a distinct vision, sometimes... It definitely be a cult-type movie. Yeah, I definitely also, see that. This was a small thing I saw on Twitter, like, and obviously not a woman, I can't speak to this, but I did see some some college-age girls and a few friends of mine talking about, like, there's a scene, we kind of talked about it, it, that goes a bit darker with one thing, and they were apprehensive to go to a theater to see it, because they didn't know how they would react to it, but maybe at home, you're like, you know, if a scene, like, triggers you, you can, like, handle it better, like, perhaps you won't feel as vulnerable versus like going out to a theater and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I'm just really hoping that this movie will be discovered on VOD. Cause like, yeah, we've been seeing a lot of like really cool movies kind of like flopping in theaters these past few years. I'm just Blade Runner. Man. So, so we, many. We might not Books, get Book smart, man. Jake. Yeah. Book smart really flop. I feel like that just wasn't really promoted to be, oh, I man. feel like for an independent it's movie. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was like a, bomb it wasn't really pitched as a movie yeah. that had to make a lot of money yeah here's a lesson i'll listen to all you studios don't open book smart the same weekend as brightburn and aladdin i feel like i shouldn't have to i'm say sure no that. one's ever gonna do that, that again week. i did it but like I, i'm sure book smart will never the same week as brightburn and aladdin <laughs> i don't think anyone's it gonna is do now that literally impossible <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> you'd be surprised i, I mean give the it hollywood t- machine might i mean they're breaking a lot making aladdin 2 they could make brightburn 2 Book smart too. They're you guys going to talk college. about Brightburn. What do we think of Brightburn? I, I was about to ask, are they really I, making a lot of two? But it is twelve thirty-eight. Um. I will move to my own island and live by myself. If any point in my lifetime, Brightburn, Aladdin, and Booksmart <laughs> release on the same weekend again. <laughs> Jim, um, were you trying my, to? Were you transitioning away from Harley Quinn? Yes, I think it's a good note to end. Well, it actually, I got something to say about Harley okay. Quinn. Go ahead. We're ending on such positive. Well, notes. here's the thing. Right, yeah. I'm about to end on a positive note. Oh, I'm because about to end on the right note. Because oh. I needed to know. I just thought it was weird that uh, DC was putting out two Harley Quinn properties with similar uh, premises at the same time. Uh, so I watched the Harley Quinn cartoon on DC Universe. It's really good. I mean, it's, it's like Spider Man. Two Spider Man properties. You got Spider Verse and Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, I guess, but those are different companies. Yeah, uh, like five more coming in Venom and Morbius. But yeah, but the Venom. Harley Quinn c- cartoon is a TVMA, so it's adult and edgy, and they say fuck and it's violent. 
Um, and they go a little it's hard with actually that. actually violent. They, it's very violent. Uh, they go a little hard on that in the first episode, like shows like that do, because they need to... They need to make sure that uh, you know what that you know this you isn't know. for fucking kids. Joker is going to, I think he crawls out of someone else's body and then uses the head as a puppet. That, that was a little weird. It's awesome, um, but you know it. I think it's really good, and I think it's better than Birds of Prey. I think it. I enjoy the Poison Ivy uh, dynamic with Harley more than uh, Black Canary. I saw that made me cringe today what? just because you know it won't happen. Just what? Margot Robbie still wants to make Gotham City Sirens movie with Poison Ivy. And Ooh, I, I don't. Okay, I I'm would sorry. love to see it, Margot. I just funny. don't think it's coming. That that would sell better because po- Poison Ivy alone is That's a, a brand. Name. Yeah, Poison Ivy. Yeah. But I think Put Gotham City in the title. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's Batman right there. I think the Harley Quinn cartoon is legitimately like super good and funny, and like, and it looks really good. It's nice to watch an adult cartoon that isn't uh, just completely terrible to look at, <laughs> like fucking Big Mouth or Rick and Morty or something. I mean, you could you could have Stockholm syndrome with Rick and Morty. I don't think it looks like ass, but I look at Morty, I'm like. That that doesn't look very good, but well, you gotta uh, keep it loose because it's all improv. I, I guess, um, but, but uh, I think it works to the benefit. I, sure, I mean it's a Rick and Morty is a funnier show. Yeah, uh, but the Harley Quinn show is like it's a joy to look at. The writing is really good. The characters are pretty enjoyable, and part of me, it, part of it, some of the writing, like some of the goofs, it reminds me of the Robot Chicken or SNL sketches where it's like, uh. oh, the superheroes are at a fucking birthday party, like. And that's it, except good. Um, and the writers do kind of lean on that a bit, but it works pretty much consistently. It's like they're like sitting in a room. It's like, would it not be funny for Harley Quinn to crash Penguin's nephew's bar mitzvah? And it's like that. That is funny. It's like, would it not be funny for a Legion of Doom meeting where Lex Luthor is like, yeah, we like to schedule our, our pitch meetings around Pixar. We model ourselves after Pixar. And then Bane says in the Bane voice, uh, I, I want them to make a sequel to Up. And then Lex <laughs> Luthor says, they can't. The story's complete. So, like, yes, like, the, it is funny simply because it is those characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's just funny to see Bane, like, do the fucking Bane voice and say, like, I want a sequel, I want a sequel to Up. <laughs> and then, like, you know, Dr. Psycho calls Wonder Woman the C-word and he gets expelled from the Legion of Villains because it's not their brand of evil. <laughs> like, it is just, like, that mundane stuff where it's, like, this is immediately just funny because it's fucking like Lex Luthor That's and yeah, it's a great, That's like a really it's bit. full of really good bits like that. <laughs> I'm like, this is so fucking funny. Like it's just super fucking funny. Like there's some, like, again, the first episode, it goes a little hard. It's a little try hard, but I think if you get past that, it's like, it's such a joy to watch. Uh, I fucked up. And I, I signed up for DC Universe exclusively for this. Oh, that reminds oh, me. I got to cancel my Hulu Plus. You All do. Right, sorry, sidetrack. And, well, I, I got to cancel this. <laughs> I'm going to uh, do it right after. But I can't because uh, the show's not done airing, actually. You got three more weeks. That's not big so idea. I'll be re-signing up in three weeks to finish the show. because I making emails. Yeah. Getting new debit cards. <laughs> I am genuinely like, it's super enjoyable. I highly suggest you go watch the Harley Quinn TV show on the DC Universe app. Hit me with that login, fam. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it signed me up through Google. I was going to send you guys the login, but it's like, this is linked to your Google account. And I'm like, I'm not giving Zach my Google account. Why not? No, he's got a point. The options would be too. Name dude, Google I sign, on, I sign in on another computer and Google's like, hey, uh, we have a hey, sniper. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Google's like, hey, we have a sniper trained on the, your location. Was that you? <laughs> like, 
So I do. Respond in five minutes or we will shoot. <laughs> like the Harlequin TV show, I super, super enjoy it. I think if you like, uh, I think if you like Birds of Prey, if you're on a Harley Quinn kick, it is absolutely something you should watch. Certainly on a Harley if you Quinn just kick. want an adult TV show right now that's not like fucking incredibly depressing and just soul crushing like BoJack. Or Rick and Morty on some level. It is, in uh, fact, it's good. soul crushing. So, Harley uh, Quinn TV show, go watch it. I, I think it. it's Rick really good. It's gets soul crushing because they do oh, it very God. rarely, but when they do, when they, they do, it, it, it stings. Uh, it stings. It's yeah. sad. Uh, okay, Jake, you got a transition? Uh, it, it, it's, it's, I think it's a good summation of what we talked about. Um, yesterday, I watched a clip, and it was uh, the writer of uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, they asked her, Why is this the title? And she said, Well, I wanted to tell people what the movie was about. So I just put it in the fucking title. Great. <laughs> and I think if you put your title, the thing that's really movies about Harley Quinn, she's not the title of the movie. Yeah, there's your issue. Kind of a lie. So kind of a lie. Yeah. Well, you act like that's why. Okay. But people no, we're, don't know we're that until they we're see moving it. on. That's the <laughs> transition. People don't know that until they see it. So that's not even that's like, they the don't transition. even know that it's not about Birds of Prey until they see it. So that's not why it's. Yeah. I mean, it's a dumb title, but. Yeah, I feel like if this had been an indie movie with, like, I don't know, Harley Quinn was, like, a Jane Austen character or whatever, then it would be, like, <laughs> I, I could, it would, like, kill us. What a concept. It Harley like, Quinn and Little Women. That's the oh, crossover I need. I need I mean, Joe March and Harley Quinn. Oh, Joe Harley, March March. Harley Quinn way. is such an Amy. Fuck Jane Austen. What are our recommendations? Okay, recommendations. I we're thought rep- that was your recommendation. We're rep- no, that's not my rec- That was Harley Quinn content, buddy. Uh, okay. That was fun. I thought I it was wor- your segue into recommendations. I, I worked like, for that content. That's syndication. That's a doofa. <laughs> I worked for that content. I, I I was in the fucking content mines watching Harley Quinn on my phone because for some reason, PS4 is the only device they don't have it on. It's on Xbox. It's on Apple TV. Why is DC Universe not on PS4? I don't understand. That's cool. Um, and Switch, but no one has an app on Switch. Uh, my recommendation is, um, you're pro- it's probably not going to be out by the time this episode's come out, uh, but keep your eyes peeled on my Twitter, because I am working on editing uh, my personal Game of the Year 2019 list. It'll be going up on my personal channel. I wanted to try making something on my own, uh, and that'll be going up eventually. Wait, let me let me stop you right there, bro. Yeah? Is this an article? No. Oh. It's a video. <laughs> It's a video so for you me were writing an article behind my back. No, that I no. Could put on MUTV. <laughs> no, right. it's a video. So you could get all those three clicks. Did you, did you say online video? I mean, it was originally an article that I was going to give to you, but I hate writing turns out. Um, and I actually wrote pretty Can much all of it. Can I your video after a week up on your website? I could write you an article. MUTV? I could give you the, I could finish the article and send it to you. Would you like? Yeah, I would. Yeah, that'd be cool because I did all this writing and I kind of just purposed it into Ooh. an audio. All I would thing. need is pictures. Yeah, so I I'm putting that up and it wouldn't be able to go on E23 because it's incredibly long. It's like 40 minutes of audio right now. You see it's, my uh, see my articles? I mean the video. Oh. I mean they cut us off after like what is it uh, two and a half minutes? Um, <laughs> but uh, so that'll be going up eventually. Number one, num- number four is going to blow your minds. <laughs> okay, Zach. Wow. <laughs> Go, Jake. I like going last. Jake. Oh, you just love the best for last. Jake, Jake you got it? Sure. Um, I'll be honest. Like, the content's kind of low in the beginning of the year. Yeah. I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3, and uh, I'll recommend that. Um, it's been fun. Um, I, I started, and I was like, uh, this is fine. The more I get into it, the more I got into the groove. It's a giant hotel, and you're kind of exploring floors, and the last floor I was on was, uh, it seemed to like a music hall, and you fight this composer ghost, and he's throwing it. chairs it's at you. Whimsical. It's a very, like, yeah, a it's whimsical like, game. it's like, I'm just, I want to put on a podcast and have the spooky tunes kind of run in the background. It's just, 
It's just pretty wholesome. So wholesome. I was just about yeah. to use the term wholesome. Oh, here's like, here's about a recommendation. I don't much to say. Um, Breath of the Wild soundtrack with rain added. Great thing to fall asleep to. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. Um, so I, I, I found that. Yeah. I found that video. It is. Really it's really amazing. I've seen it. The 25 minute 30 mark where they play the for the fairy, fa- fairy fountain music. Oh. It's fantastic. Heat. That's it. My okay, two recommendations. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Zach, you go. I, I forgot my recommendation. It was Waves. Thank yeah. you. It was. Okay. Uh, this on my Kanye West and Chris Brown. Get out. No. <laughs> Hold up. I was thinking. in the shed. No. <laughs> that was good. That is not. It is Waves. If you see your friends, wave. No. Uh, so, uh, uh, fuck. And may, maybe miss them. I apologize, Toby. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry if. I have awkwardly said hi to you because I thought you were someone else. My eyesight is really bad. Um, but that's not my recommendation. So, Waves. Um, it's this indie movie that was kind of getting Oscar's traction, then it completely fizzled out. And uh, to me, that is criminal because it is legitimately one of the best movies that came out last year. It starts off with this um, a high school athlete played by Calvin Harrison Jr., who's phenomenal in the movie. And you see him at his best, like, like perfect girlfriend, like, excellent grades, lives, like, in an amazing house. And you slowly watch his life, like, crumble, like, around him. And, like, his body starts aching, his relationship's not going well. And uh, I won't spoil what happens, but the movie does a really unique thing with its structure of the story. And I already knew what the structural thingy they were doing was, um... But still watching the movie, it's so shocking. It I can only compare it to Parasite, where I kind of knew what was going to happen. But seeing it happen for the first time, it's just mesmerizing. Also, um, I've seen a lot of people say that 1917 was unbeatable last year in terms of cinematography. I just encourage you to watch any scene of Waves. Like There are scenes where people will just be vomiting, and it is still some of the most beautiful things I have ever seen. And Hot. <laughs> they literally like make the vomit. Vomiting is gross, Francisco. I don't want to watch that. Okay, but they do it very artistically, Zach. It gets you emotional. Okay, yeah, you should see me after... Uh, the fucking miners talking about... Gonna get oh. cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone shut the fuck up. Francisco, go back to talking about vomiting. I'm cutting everything you said after that, and we're no, going to... Technically, I didn't say anything bad. I just you have, said I... You, have, you just said you... you have I a, said I went You have a people. perfect laugh track of all of us after that. <laughs> you know what? Just cut out what I said, yeah, but and let them know I said something funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so back to... It's what, a good bit. Back to... Yeah, we so, need the part where I say hot. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't take that out. Okay, just in case, I'll say it again. The vomiting in this movie, they somehow made the vomit look like something I would put up in a museum in a, a way. And also... Hot. Just, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jake, stop. Uh, also, just a small one. I feel like all of y'all saw it, but, like, Hair Love won Best Animated Short at the Oscars. I think everyone saw it either on Twitter or something. It's just really, really cute. Go see it. Also... Also, just one, one teeny tiny thing. Uh, there's a friend of ours who has been asking for a shout out. On if the you podcast. say no, her name. No, no, Francisco, stop. You know not I what you do. You know not what it. you do. I promise to say it if I ever came on this show. But now that I'm here and I'm just sitting here, it's like. Mm, why is uh, it's not necessary. Friend, right? You just don't feel the need to say it. <laughs> friend, if you're out there, one day you will be here and you will say a, a, your name. I feel like this is what you would really want. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're saving their name for when they show up. It'll be like a grand entrance. You're. 
You're welcome. <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Zach. What is your recommendation? You don't. Birds of prey and the Fantagulous Emancipation. If one Harley Quinn you goes to see it, please, one. it needs your support. It does it need really your support. Does. It needs your support. Good for us, please. It's all I have. Or else women will be banned from making movies forever. Um, <laughs> there will never be another movie with a woman in it again. I mean, there was there was a good tweet. It was like, um, it, it was like, this movie is for women. No men go see this movie. This movie is for women. And then the box office numbers came and goes, actually, men go see this movie. You can't talk about it. It's still the women. <laughs> He's like, please go see it, but you can't talk about it. Yeah, no, I do think the movie is worth seeing, and you're probably going to like it. I feel like a total, like, cuck for not liking it. Ryan hits women confirmed. Oh, my God, you got me. <laughs> it does, it does, like, I hate saying this, like, it sucks. Like, I wanted to like it. Yeah, and there's yeah. parts that I look at, I'm like, cool. Like half like halfway into this movie, I'm like, man, am I gonna have to admit that I was wrong about thinking it was gonna be something I didn't like? Man. And then once it ended, I'm like, I will not need to admit that. <laughs> but yeah. it had me going for a second. Hey. It had me in the first half. Yeah, the first half. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> if I could just say, y'all, you have a lot of options to, for movies to watch. Some of them are not good. So if you're scared that you won't like this movie, just go watch it. At least you'll support something that we like. <laughs> yeah! That was awesome. I like that line. Yeah, yeah, at least just support something that we like. Don't, yeah. doesn't matter what you like. Go support what we like and we'll all be happy. Go form your own opinion on it. I mean, you yeah. might love it. Join the Discord. You remember, more than if you don't like it, all right. you're wrong. That's been a cube. Uh, thank you, Francisco. Uh, you want to plug anything? Your Twitter? Uh, uh, my what now? What is it? Don't uh, don't dox him, Francisco. Yeah, do you? Want... I don't know. I, I don't want to reveal my Twitter. I okay. I don't know. I I'll bleep like... it. Didn't you make like like a, a Bane highlights video from The Dark Knight Rises? I, I that got really popular. We we Man, cannot, I did. we cannot. I wish you hadn't brought that up because I've been thinking about it the it whole was, time. It was, it was, We're not going to talk about it's it. It's like a video essay about how Bane and Joker are really like the best characters ever written by anyone ever. But like, I guess you can't see it now because you can't see my Twitter where I have expressed that a lot. Um, so no, instead I'll plug, uh, you know what, I haven't made anything interesting, just go watch Waves and Honey Boy and The Farewell. Oh, and also One Day at a Time on Netflix. It's All amazing. Right. Zach, your Twitter, if you feel like saying it's it. Zach Cohenstein 1. All right, Jake, is it, you fixed it, right? Zach with a K, by Yeah, go follow me at uh, that Bane video on YouTube. Uh, yeah, find it, it, I guess. That's it. Uh, yeah. Follow me at Brian of the Woods. Uh, follow the show at content underscore cube. You're uh, probably following it if you're listening. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know how you'd know it was going up unless you subscribed, like, uh, whatever. Thank you for following. Keep following. Yeah. Don't unfollow. Send Do us questions. Uh, about Please. anything. Yeah. I would love to talk about Literally, anything. Literally, we'd love to answer anything. Yeah, have a great week. Uh, try to treat others well. And uh, I'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Except Francisco. He, he, see ya. See you around. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Are you stomach? I can't burp. Fun fact. I have a esophagus uh, disorder. Is this like a, a joke. bit? You can't burp? Yeah, I can't burp, so that happens. That's what why it, I can't drink excessively. What does it do? Anything. Or what, what does it do? The thing. So, like, there, I looked it up, because this has always been happening to me. My family and friends make fun of me for it. And I was like, I wonder if it's an actual thing. So I looked it up, and it has a name. It's like upper esophagus sphincter disorder. And basically, like, where the sphincter is, the valve, it's, like, kind of cut off. So where gas should be released, it doesn't do that. So that's the sound my stomach makes. Wow. And, yeah, that's why I, I literally burp maybe I feel once every six or seven years. No, it's fine. It doesn't. Apparently, like, it actually, 
like it's a funny sound. It, it, it car- apparently, like it actually causes issue with your stomach. But I've always had it, so I've never like ever thought anything was wrong. You like get surgery and fix it, but I just I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. But it, it's really loud. So if I if I open my mouth, it'll project. But if I keep my mouth closed, you can't hear it. Do you want me to cut that, that was, part? No, that's yeah. fine. Cool. I just know. That was a cool sound. You kind it's, of open. I'm like, how do you yeah. do that? That's some that's some hidden lore right there. That's some that hidden lore for people. If there's a really loud one, I'll open my mouth. Let you. Okay, ten seconds. Thank you. Motherfucker, we, we could just... We could just <laughs> it's like I, a dinosaur! We, it's like a dinosaur It's not sound. about how much you guys talk. It's okay, that I am trying to find a spot. Okay. When I look at the time code later, when I say, oh, no one talks for 10 seconds, show starts here. That is what we're doing. We're sorry. <laughs>